Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And we're gathered around the table today to talk about your favorite topic. Well, maybe Uh, not. Maybe not. It's forgiveness. How easy is it to forgive someone? How easy is it to forgive and move on? For me, the answer is not easy at all. And to my great surprise, I'm the one that wanted to talk about forgiveness today around the cafe table, because <laughs> it's not my favorite topic at all. And you and I talked about this at the, at the cafe a, a few months back, and I hear, heard from a lot of my friends who listen to the show or listen to the podcast, like that touched a nerve in them. So apparently I'm not the only person that struggles with forgiveness, that it's not my favorite topic, that I don't excel at this, and that was a little bit tweaked out when you had said in the last show there about this that we should rush to forgive, that we should hurry to forgive. I think you almost said you're you're addicted to being the first one to forgive. Like it's a personal challenge and joy for you to move right in and and start the forgiveness. So you know, when you talked about that on the show, you know, everything in the, the hairs went up on the back of my neck. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't say I have to do that. Because um, I'm one of those slow to forgive ones. And I also, you know, in my life in, in recent years, I've had a number of people that I feel like have wronged me or have wounded me. And so it's been a challenge for me to forgive. Well, you know, I haven't always been... Uh, one to rush in and forgive. But I'll tell you, I think this was a turning point for me. Years ago, I had a boss who his philosophy was to forgive everyone for everything immediately. And I said, Mr. Montgomery, how do you do that? I mean, he said, it is a, it is a choice. And if I promise you, Luann, if you take that to heart and when someone wrongs you, you make a choice to forgive immediately, then this is what's going to happen. The poison that takes over your body when you hold on to unforgiveness, you're not hurting that person. They're not feeling the anxiety that you feel. They don't, they don't suffer one second, whether you're forgiving them or not, but you do. And I thought about that, and he was such a, a wise man in so many other areas that I watched that I said, I'm going to think about that. And then when I, when I got my life back on track with God, because at that time I was not living for God. And when I got back into the word of God, I realized how many times God says, forgive, forgive, forgive. And you know, it makes me think of in Genesis, the 50th chapter, when you know the story of Joseph, and how he was absolutely wronged. If anybody, if anybody had a right to be upset and not forgiving, it would have been Joseph. I mean, he, through no fault of his own, he was kind of a favorite of his dad. And then through no fault of his own, his dad gave him the multicolored, beautiful coat. And then 
his brothers decide to throw him in a pit and leave him for dead and then no let's let's sell him instead and he is absolutely abandoned by his family betrayed by his family if anybody had a reason to say no way am i ever forgiving them i've moved on with my life i live in another country uh god has redeemed me and and joseph clearly saw that god had his hand on him i mean he was doing great and rachel that's where i want to just hit the pause button for a minute you and i oftentimes are wronged by people and we move on and we go okay well god's going to redeem this and and god allows us to get past it and flourish and have a good life and yet there's that unspoken stuff that's hanging back there in our past you know what i'm talking about mhm and so when we have that hanging around back there it can kind of pop its ugly head up later and that's what happened to joseph his brothers came to ask for grain because of the famine all of a sudden he had some hard choices to make and i love this in the 50th chapter of genesis it says so they sent word to joseph saying your father left these instructions before he died this is what you are to say to joseph i ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly now please forgive the sins of the servants of the god of your father and when their message came to him joseph wept i can imagine can't you when god asked us please forgive those people who have wronged you just get past it let it go i mean i i say that i rush in to forgive people only because the very first time i did it it was not easy it was hard it was really hard but the next time i did it it was a little bit easier and pretty soon i realized that i was not bound to that junk in my past i didn't have a ball and chain around my leg anymore that i drug around with me that no matter how good god had my life right at that moment there's still that hanging in there so all of a sudden i realized how freeing it was to go okay if i forgive quickly then all of that baggage just rolls away well i love the story of joseph i love everything about the story of joseph and his story is so rich for so many reasons and um i i wonder during the years that he was in egypt and raising in the ranks in pharaoh's kingdom and household and and prospering i wonder if he had unforgiveness in his heart towards his brothers i wonder if he held a grudge i wonder if he ever had fantasies of you know well if they could see me today you know look how well i'm doing and maybe not maybe when things were going well he was you know full of of forgiveness but then i wonder when he winds up in the jail you know and things take a, a downward turn for him i wonder if sitting in that pit in the jail if he started to 
ruminate on all the bad things that had happened to him in his life and all the ways that he had been wronged because his being jailed was another instance of uh, through no fault of his own, he winds up in a pit. You know, it would be my tendency to sit in that jail and think right back to getting thrown in the pit by my brothers when I, I didn't really deserve it. So, I, you know, I just wonder what, what went through Joseph's mind during all this time. But clearly, as you just shared with us, there's the point when he does come face to face with his brothers again, uh, and he ultimately makes the choice to forgive them and and take care of them and provide for them. And he makes the choice to look at the situation through the lens of look at what good, Romans 8, 28, look at what good God worked out in this situation for me. What you meant for, for harm, um, God used for good. So I think an important lesson there, you know, we don't know how long it took Joseph to get to that place of forgiveness, but we know he got there. And I, we know that part of him getting there was to look at, how God had used this for good. When I look at what Joseph did in that moment when his brothers were so worried that, oh my goodness, is he going to judge us? Is he going to hold a grudge against us? And they came and said, hey, don't forget what, he, what dad asked. Dad asked you to forgive us, you know? And, and at that moment, Joseph wept. And can you imagine, I believe, Rachel, that all of that anxiety of the years just kind of flowed out. You know, when he was crying, it all flowed out. It was like all the anxious moments that he probably felt along that journey of so many hardships. All of a sudden, it just made sense. You know, he knew that God was treating him well, but maybe at that moment, it just kind of all fell into place for him. And he said, wow, you know, for such a time as this, I mean, God knew all of these things had to happen for me to get here right now. And so when we come to the realization, and here's what my husband and I have started saying, because let's be honest, anytime you're in any kind of a relationship, whether it's your family, your friends, or a spouse, there are going to be times when you are frustrated and you feel like you've been wronged in that relationship. What my husband and I have come to the decision to do, and it is a choice, is we say, you know what, sooner or later, we're going to get over this and we're going to get past it. Why don't we just do it sooner? Why don't we just go ahead and forgive each other now and move on so we can really have a good day and a good life? Because really, it is that poison that takes over your body when you refuse to forgive? Well, you know, you, you described it as a choice, which it, which it is. And in that um, story of Joseph there in Genesis chapter 50, where he's face-to-face with his brothers, and his brothers are saying, hey, don't forget, hey, your father left these instructions before he died. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Um, you know, Joseph was being forced right then and there to make that choice. And here's the interesting parallel to me, because I'm, I'm like not easy to forgive. I'm, I'm slow to forgive. So what I see 
here is the parallel between, I imagine, Joseph not wanting to forgive, because that's how I'm hardwired. That's my instinct. (laughs) So I imagine him sitting there going, I don't want to forgive you. I want to punch you, you know. But for me, the reason I see him weeping in this story at this moment is because he has to make a choice. Do I carry out my flesh, what I want, which is to not forgive you, or perhaps even to punish you, throw you in jail, whatever, or do I obey my father? See, that's the the decision he was faced with. They're bringing him word, our father, your father left these instructions, forgive your brothers the wrongs that they committed against you. And so he has to choose between obeying his father or obeying his flesh. And to me, that's the choice that we're all in because the God of the Bible calls us all to forgive and to forgive over and over and over again. Well, yeah, that very well could be why he was crying. I mean, we we won't know until we get to heaven and ask him, hey, what was that all about? But, you know, I, I think that there's probably some truth in that. Of course, he had to think about what had happened to him in years gone by and how he had suffered and and struggled so much because of the things that someone else did to him. And I think about so many of our friends who have suffered at the hands of someone else. And when you get to that place where you can say, I totally forgive them, there is a release. I mean, there is. There's something inside you that lets And I think a part of that is where his tears came from, because you release it and you go, oh, yes, God, yes, I now see the plan you had all along. And and maybe my flesh doesn't want to forgive. But here's my question. In all the times that we hold on to the grudge in all the times we wait to forgive, Have we ever seen anything beneficial come out of that, ever? I would guess not. I would say, you know, the the relationship stays in a state of disrepair. And um, as you've alluded to several times in our chat today, you know, our bodies or our minds or our souls are experiencing sort of the effects, you called it poison, you know, the effects of harboring that bitterness. So, you know, by forgiving, we let go of our our grievances and we let go of our judgments um, and we leave that to God to sort out. You know, God says in in the Old Testament, you know, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. I will repay. And so, you know, sometimes we try to punish the other person by not forgiving them. Um, that when we forgive, we let go of those grievances, we let go of those judgments, and that allows us to heal. Mm. Sometimes we feel like the, the forgiveness is for the other person, and we feel like, well, they don't deserve that. Well, to that we can say, you know, God forgives us even when we don't deserve it. But another angle to come at that from is forgiveness is just as much or even more so for you so that you can heal and move on. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you're pardoning or excusing another person's actions or sins. It just means you're letting go of it, trusting God to repay that however he sees fit, and you're going to heal and move on. Absolutely. Forgiving does not mean that you are giving permission for the wrong that's been done. You just don't 
want it to weigh you down anymore. And the longer you hold on to it, the more weight you carry around. And here's, here's the truth. We only have so much energy every day. You know, we're, we are allotted so, you know, 24 hours. And out of that 24 hours, part of it, we're sleeping, part of it, we're working. There's only so many hours in the day where we have energy to do things, to do whatever. And when I have held on to grudges, And when I've held on to unforgiveness, I feel sapped of my energy. And I spend a lot of energy thinking about those wrongs instead of letting them go. And it's kind of an economy sort of thing. You know, what am I going to spend my energy on? Is it going to be the great things that God has in store for me? Because I believe Joseph, Joseph throughout his life, decided to move on with his life. You know, he allowed God to give him energy to do the things that he called him to do. And so he didn't waste a lot of his energy sitting there thinking about how he had been wronged. He just did the next thing. Just do the next thing. So it's an economy of energy that we have that we go, okay, God, you've given me this day. How do you want me to live it? And I bet if we ask that question every single time, he will never tell us to go back and hang on to that dead weight of unforgiveness, ever. I can tell you this from experience. It is definitely an autonomy of energy. And bearing a grudge or holding unforgiveness, it does sap your energy. Very often, quite literally, in that it robs you of sleep as you you know, lay awake at night or you wake up or you you dream about it. Um, But I can tell you from experience, when you have held on to unforgiveness for quite a while, it takes a large amount of energy to forgive. When you've held on to that and you've nurtured it, it is harder. It, It takes longer. It almost like has to be done over and over and over again. But it can be done, and it's and the, the the release that comes is worth the amount of inter- energy that you expend choosing over and over and over again to let this go, let this go, let this go. You know, when you said you nurtured it, that is a perfect example of what unforgiveness is. We begin, and and I've done this in the past. When something is wrong and I feel like someone has wronged me, my first instinct, the hairs on the back of my neck go up, and my first instinct is that mama bear, I'm going to come to the rescue, you are not going to do this. And that then becomes my child. You know, that becomes what I am focused on. Whatever it is, it's that wrong that's been done to me, and it becomes part of me. So I start nurturing that and I start thinking about it and I start pouring my energy into it and I give it so much attention and so much of my time. And you're right. If God then says, tap, tap, tap on my heart, hey, no, you need to let that go. I then feel like, no, 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 I have poured too much of myself into this. I can't just let it go. I can't just walk away from that. I've poured too much of me into it. Don't ask me to do that, God. And God is Mm -hmm. doing it for our own good. And he's saying, 
I want you to see that when you let that go, the poison goes away with it. And the poison comes out in your tears and the poison leaves you. And then your energy is no longer spent on nurturing this thing that you've created, this item that you now give your total commitment to, you can picture that as this little child of grudge. Let's call this little thing that we're nurturing grudge. And we're going to hold it. We're going to love it. We're going to feed it. We're going to give it our time and energy and attention. And when we do that, there's nothing left for God. There's nothing left for us to pour into others. And there's a big gap in our life. Forgiveness is not for the other person. God says, honey, when you forgive, I free you from the poison. So here's what I want to say. Sometimes the hurt has gone so deep or the person was so abusive or the perpetrator of our wounds has expressed no regret and given no apology Um, sometimes they're not even around anymore to get any closure from. So that's when it gets really tempting to nurture this thing and to hold on to it. What I want to say is that when those situations come, we often feel like I don't even know how to forgive. I don't even know how to move past this. I don't know how to let it go. And what I want to say is forgiveness just requires the feeling of being willing to let it go. Even if you don't know how, even if you don't think you can, what you take to God in prayer is, God, I am willing to forgive. Help my unforgiveness. I don't know how to forgive, but I want to be free. Mm. And let the Holy Spirit move in and do His work, because ultimately that's where forgiveness flows from. It flows from the throne of God. Absolutely. And that goes back to where we started. When we ask God right up front, you know what? I'm having a hard time with this. I don't, I don't know how to handle this. This is what the Lord said to Solomon. In Second Chronicles, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I've heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. And you and I talked about how our body is now the temple of God. So God has chosen your temple and then God says, moves on and says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. My friend, right now, if you have harbored any unforgiveness toward anyone, I'm going to ask you to take a bold step and pray. Solomon was so wise, and yet God was pouring this prayer into him and talking about the temple and saying, you know what, when we don't forgive, we're sinning. So today, if you have any unforgiveness, I'm going to 
ask if you will ask God right now, Lord, I want to humble myself. I want to pray and I want to seek your face. And I want to turn from that unforgiveness. And I know that you've promised you will hear my prayer. And you will forgive me and then you will heal me. Lord, remove that poison from my life, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, friend, you can do this. You can do this. It is a choice, and I pray that you make good choices this week. Be the first one to rush in and forgive. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.